0: Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Insider. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corgan, Director of Media for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We have a very busy episode of SJHL Insider to get to. Of course, we are about a month away from the SJHL playoffs. So the races and the standings are heating up across the board. We will dive into that. We'll also be joined by the play-by-play voice and uh, marketing wizard for the Weyburn Red Wings, Nick Nielsen, to chat everything about the Weyburn Red Wings because, quite frankly, they're one of the hottest teams in the SJHL. They have points in 10 of their last 11, and they are surging right now in the second half of the season. So we'll catch up with Nick along with much, much more. But before we get into it, of course, we have to give a big shout-out to all of our sponsors. Chevrolet, Capital Automall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, SaskTel, SGU, Direct West, Tourism Saskatchewan, SGI, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, which presents all of our coaches' conversations and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support, because once again, uh, without your support, uh, this show, SJHL Weekly, and a lot of other things would not be possible. So thank you so much for your support. Uh, Let's get right into it. Clark Monroe is here, our lovely co-host. Clark, how are we doing today? Oh, fantastic,
1: Jeremy. It's been a a really interesting week across across the SJ. Uh, so I can't wait to get into it. Emphasis on the a J there. It's a lot um,
0: I mean, it's only been two days. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. Let's just get into it. Let's get into it. This is going to kick off with The hat The Hattrick. <laughs>
1: Love it, love the roar of the horn. Um, there's been a lot of goals, Jeremy. <laughs> the roar of the horn. The roar of the horn. Oh, okay. There's been a, <laughs> there's been a lot of goals scored in the SJHL this week, oh. and it's only been two days. So let's have a look at Tuesday's game here. T- games, I should say, multiple, plural. Yes, or uh, multiple <laughs> there games. Plural. Um, That's a lot of goals. There's A lot of goals. I'll let you kick this one off, Jeremy. Uh,
0: I mean, Kindersley. Uh, they led this game five two. when give them a lot of credit. They clawed their way back. Alex Ochitwa had three goals. The pride of Prince George bc uh had a great performance but kindersley got the job done in overtime winning six five and then a barn burner in wayburn wayburn was up five nothing one point just i think it was like 17 minutes into the uh uh, first period but yorkton clawed their way back but wayburn hung on for a seven five win and then the humble broncos came back from uh, a deficit to beat the notre dame hounds five four in overtime lots of goals uh and then when we move to wednesday a little bit more low scoring, uh, but the Melville Millionaires with a big 3-2 overtime win over the Estevan Bruins. They came back in that one. They were trailing 2-1 late in the third period. They got the tying goal, and then they got the game winner in overtime. And then the Melford Mustangs won their third game in a row, thanks to a big 6-2 win over the Kindersley Clippers. And, of course, all of our lookbacks when it comes to our recaps are presented by Sask. Lotteries, uh, Like you mentioned, kind of a crazy start to the week with the amount of goals we saw uh, in the first two days of the week. But I think there are some results in there that definitely stand out. And uh, let's start a little bit with uh, on Tuesday. I think the thing that stood out with Tuesday, Clark, is the fact that you had the teams ranked 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th in the standings, uh, all taking to the ice. So important points were valuable. And uh, the Wayburn Redwings Red Wings getting a big two points, Nipwin. The team ahead of them only got one, and Notre Dame behind them only got one. So a good night for Waver. Yeah, obviously, yeah,
1: definitely a good night. And you know, it's funny you texted me that night, Jared. It was five nothing in the first period, and you're like, "Holy cow! Look at look at Waver five nothing." Surprised, yeah. Um, and. The the fact that that Yorkton was able to claw their way back into that one as much as they did, and and put a little bit of a scare into Weyburn, mm-hmm. I think that's it's a, a great sign. Obviously, the shots were very equal. It seemed like outside of that score early on, the game itself ended up being very
0: close battle. Well, and every time these two teams have played this season, it's been very close. Yeah, um, they're they're division rivals. They're close games. Uh, there there's a lot of desperation when it comes to Yorkton because uh, they, New Yorkton knew going into this week, they only had two games this week and both were against Wayburn. And quite frankly, if they had any, any hopes of uh, you know getting back into the playoff race, they were going to have to probably win both games in regulation. So um, while it wasn't a good start, the last 40 were pretty darn good for Yorkton. Unfortunately, as most of the coaches will say, You got to play 60 minutes to win in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And unfortunately, Yorkton couldn't do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you said it was an important game for Weyburn, obviously, and that Yorkton has some desperation going on right now. And this weekend, we'll look at this later on today in the show, but this weekend is another big opportunity for kind of a nail in the coffin, so to speak, for a couple of teams. I was
0: going to say, not
1: just for one team. We'll get into that later on. But, uh, yeah, big, big win for Weyburn and the fact that uh, they were able to hold on after, that kind of crazy comeback, right um, and not only the on- not the only comeback that night either uh, like you said earlier, there was a lot of craziness going on on Tuesday night. It was a bizarro night I guess in the SJ
0: it was that's right. and uh, then yeah, yesterday uh, the Melfort Mustangs won their third straight game with a six two win over Kindersley and then unfortunately for the Estevan Bruins, they couldn't hold on to their two one lead. Falling 3-2 in overtime to Melville. So only one point picked up by the Bruins. But um, I look at it for Melfort. Now two points back of the L'Orange Ice Wolves for fourth in the SJHL standings. And now only four points back of both the Flint Flon Bombers and the Humboldt Broncos for second and third respectively in the SJHL. The big difference is games. But yeah. that's a good segue into our second point. Yeah, for
1: sure. Our second point, of course, is going to be a look at the standings. So let's pull up the standings now. And uh, there has been, you know, some tightening of races and some some kind of defi- defining of races as well in the last couple of days. So, Jeremy, when you look at the standings here, uh, what has changed since last week when we looked at this?
0: Well, I, to be honest with you, not much when you think about it. there's The thing is, when you look at the standings, I guess the only thing that off the top of my head that's probably changed a little bit is... Um, a little bit of slight uh, improvement on the gap between obviously the Weber and Red Wings and the Notre Dame Hounds. I think last week it was six points, now it's seven. Yeah. Um, but more games have been played so as a result it's getting a little bit more tricky for the Notre Dame Hounds as they uh, try and chase down a playoff spot. The good news for them is two very important games this week against the team ahead of them which we'll get into later. But I think the other interesting thing for me too is Obviously, we talk about two through five right now in the SJHL standings between, uh, you know, Humboldt's at two with 63 and Melfort is at five with 59. That's only four points. And, you know, for those teams all four you, you could ask all four all four definitely want home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs and yeah. i think for some of those teams it's more important than others but uh you want home ice advantage yeah. you want home ice advantage in the in the playoffs and obviously with games in hand it, that's where it becomes a little bit interesting and everything like that i mean LaRange after that four game and five night road trip down south they've had 10 days off and they've been forced to watch Humboldt, flint Flan, and Melfort play all these games to try and uh make up games in hand and as a result both Humboldt and Flint Flon have already passed LaRange and Melford's only 2 points back of the Ice Wolves and they still have two games in hand and i was texting our our friend of the show Matt Barrett who loves when i he loves when i say friend of the show uh, he's friend of the show um but he mentioned to me this morning they they still have a couple of games against LaRange head to head yeah so yeah. that's going to be huge and you know quite frankly you're looking at the standings right now and guess what Potential playoff preview. Oh, absolutely. Round. But that race between two and five is going to be real interesting. And then the other thing that stands out for me before I, I'll let you take over for a bit, and I'll, let, I'll try and catch my breath, um, <laughs> is the battle kind of between six, seven, and eight. Yep. And when you look at the, you know, the points, you, you say, well, Jer, what are you talking about? Wayburn's eight points back of Estevan. But... Weyburn's got three, three games in hand. You win all those games, you're only two points back. Plus, they have a head-to-head game left. They still have one more game against each other. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in the Nipwin Hawks. They're only four points back of Estevan with a game in hand. Nipwin has the rest of the week off. Oof. Estevan, they have two games in Humboldt this weekend. Yep. Going to be very tough. Humboldt's a very tough rink to it's play in, big as matchup. Rory McGoran told us uh, over the weekend. And then, of course, the Weyburn Red Wings. They got three games this weekend. And you win all three of those games, and boy, oh boy, six, seven, eight just becomes. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting right now, but it becomes even more. It becomes as interesting as two through five. Yeah. So that's what stands out. Yeah, you're sure. I'll well, let you, definitely you take over.
1: I mean, all of that, and I, you mentioned that there's a couple teams in that two to five. I'm going to even include Estevan in this conversation slightly, but in terms of the home ice advantage, I know that they're they're in an uphill battle now for Estevan to get to that point. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, but home ice advantage, I think, is so important. And I think of a team like LaRange, for example, they're 500 on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melfort, 500 on the road. Estevan, yeah. under 500 on the road. You know, Flint, Flon, Humboldt, Battlefords, they're the only teams across the league that have above a 500 record yeah. on the road. Yeah,
0: I was talking about two through five when it comes to the home ice, yeah. the two teams I was referring to when it comes to which two would want home ice, the more would be LaRange and Malford. And the fact fact that um, they line up right now in the standings potentially for a playoff matchup makes it even more juicy. Yeah. Because then those two teams are definitely going to be competing for home ice advantage because then if they have to go a seven-game series, I mean, it's been a tight season series between those two teams. Where is game seven going to be played? Exactly. That might come down to it. I mean, we saw how valuable home ice advantage was in last year's SJ Shell playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's going to be a, a really
1: important one. And, you know, I'm looking at now the home records, and Melfort's got a 761 win percentage at home. LaRange, 17.5 and 3 at home, yep. 731 win. Like, that's that's going to be – it is going to be very, very huge. And uh, I think LaRange is going to want to get back on the ice because, <laughs> you know, they've had a bit of a lighter schedule as of late. So I think they want to get back on the ice and kind of cement their spot in the standings. I think they're maybe getting a little itchy up there getting to get back on the ice. But um, – Let's get into our third topic now. Uh, the standings are always fun. We could go on for hours about the standings. But, uh, Especially at this time of the year. Oh, my gosh. There's so many storylines. And uh, speaking of storylines, last week, Jeremy, you and I had a mm. uh, rousing conversation about uh, the defenseman of the year. Uh, who might be the finalist for that sure. award. The top three. Today we're going to look at the rookies uh, across the league, all positions, mm-hmm. um, well, skaters specifically. But let's let's have a look at the uh, at the rookie scoring rankings. And there are some names on this mm-hmm. list that are going to cause some debate here, uh, and even not on this list that you're seeing right now, but a couple other names as well that we'll get into. Um, so when you look at scoring before we get into like the top three, I mean, really what stands out to you? Cause there are some really great performances this year so far.
0: I think what stands out is the fact that similar to the defenseman conversation we had last year or last week, I <laughs> should say not yeah. last year, uh, last week. Um, there's a lot of good rookies this year. Yeah, there is There's a lot of good rookies in the SJHL this year. Um, whether that be, you know, 16 year old rookies like Riley Ash and Karsten Cater you know, you have some really good 18-year-old rookies, Dylan Ruptash, Alexis Silvestri, and then even a 19-year-old rookie like Thomas Wright. Yeah, That's the tricky thing I find with the rookie conversation. Um, it always causes a bit of a debate because, um, because, quite frankly, you could be almost, other than 20, you could be a rookie pretty much at any age yeah. in the SJHL. Which makes it a little bit interesting because when you look at the point totals, it's like, well, okay, so-and-so might be a couple years older than another player, but technically they're a rookie. They're both rookies. Right. Yeah. So that's where I think that that's where the conversation amongst everybody has their own opinion on it. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of talented, you know, rookies in quotations. You can't see me during air quotes uh, in the SJHL this year. And I think that's where when you look at, for me, when you look at this list, Uh, this top 10 list. Uh, I think you, similar to the defenseman, I think you can make an argument for a lot of these players to be in that top three when it comes to finalists.
1: Yeah, and I I look at like a lot of these names, even Dayton going down to the top 20 of guys who might be in the conversation for best player on their team, let alone best rookie. Sure. Um, and I think that's also comes into a comes into play here quite a mm-hmm. lot as well, and how important these individual players are for their teams. Well,
0: I, I, yeah. Like, let's actually, we have the top ten on the screen right now. Yeah. Let's. Here's just going to rattle off some players that aren't in the top ten in the scoring that are having spectacular years. Yeah. Uh, Maddox, Amaral, Jackson Allen, Brett Butts. Uh FX Bedard. FX. FX having a great season in Nipuent. Uh Van Blairicom. Imagine if Van blaircom played the entire season with Humboldt. He'd be right up there. He'd, he'd probably be right at the top. Yep. Casey Coyle, David Ryu. There's lots. It goes on and on and on when yep. it comes to the the rookie conversation, I think, in the SJHL. But I mean that top ten list, I think it's fully loaded. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to see uh you know, it's also cool to see in my opinion at least to, to see a couple of defensemen also in the top 10 when it comes to scoring uh, With Jordan Jordan Gibbs and Carson Cater. Yeah, that also stands up
1: very important players again for their teams and Jordan Gibbs I think he's getting a lot of top ice time with Tynan mm-hmm. Ewert if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they play a lot together um, Carson Cater's getting look at if you look ac- across the stat board here sure uh, the only player with uh, Double-digit power play assists. Mm-hmm. It's Karsten Cater. He's got 16 power. He's a power play quarterback yep. for the Humboldt Broncos. 100 top three team in the league right now. Yep. The Humboldt Broncos. Uh, he's 16 years old. Yep. So that's that's a big factor uh, in this in this overall conversation, and um, it just leads to that many more you know debates between some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Humboldt, you know, shout out. We, we talk about to this about with we talk to this with Rory McGoran quite a lot on SGHL Weekly just how. Impactful a lot of their young players have been, and how, how what kind of roles they're given in Humboldt. And Karsten Kater, Matthew Van Blair, are really shining examples of that. And Maddox Amaral, I shouldn't overlook him either, 10 goals for him. So, uh, yeah, really good conversation. Now, if you want, do you? I kick, I think I put my top three defensemen out first last time. Yep. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first again?
0: You can go through first.
1: Okay. So this. I'm is, curious who you say. This is hard because uh, I'm oh. gonna. I'm gonna go with three guys who I think are just very, very important to their individual teams. Um, maybe not necessarily. But that's not the.
0: That wouldn't be the award, though.
1: That's fair. Top rookie. You know, I guess that's I not get the award, that. though. It's top I get rookie.
0: That. Yes. So pick your top three valuable rookies no- nominees. <laughs> Top three nominees for Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the
1: Year. My first one is Riley Ash. Now, Mm -hmm. 16 years old, maybe that's not surprising that he's second in rookie scoring. Yep. But I think that he's played such a huge role for the Melfort Mustangs, again, with how good they've been. And he's right at the top of that list for them in terms of performances throughout the year. Mm -hmm. At the age of 16, he's putting up all these huge points. He's playing on with some great players and, and doing great things there. I'm going to go with Dylan Ruptash for my second one. Leading the leading rookies in goals. Yep. Leading the Yorkton Terriers in points, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he's just, he's really kind of w- the heartbeat of that team. And I sure. think that he's he's pulled them through in a lot of nights when maybe some other, you know, wasn't going their way. And he's pulled them through on a lot of nights mm-hmm. in Yorkton. And then I'm going to go with Karsten Cater for my number three. Uh, just again, his, his impact as a 16-year-old defenseman uh, on the humble Broncos has been outstanding this year. Uh, He's a power play quarterback at the age of 16. uh, And I just think, you know, the sky's the limit for him as he continues his SJHL career. So those are my three. And I see you smiling over there because I know you're probably going to have some different answers.
0: No, but I I actually wish I went first. Did you say the same three? All three. No way. All three the same. Wow. Okay. Um, All three the same. uh, For me, at least, too. Um, Yeah. I mean, some very similar points. Uh, For, yeah, you, you talked about the roles that all three of these players play on their teams yeah and I mean quite frankly you know look at how valuable Riley Ash has been for the Melford Mustangs Huge. this year as a 16 year old mm-hmm. he's playing with Zach Summers and you know they're I think that's the biggest factor is
1: 16 like we we've we can't overlook that how how is huge it, it is it
0: makes it even more it's, it, it makes it and get more impressive multiply now with that being bit. said the one yeah. thing that definitely stands out to me too is is going to dylan ruptash is like you said he leads the all uh, all the rookies in goals yeah but again like you you mentioned too a lot of these rookies in the top 10 guys Could we pull up the rookie standings one more time just to put it up as a visual um Dylan Ruptash is one of two players on this list that are on teams that aren't currently in the playoffs. Right. Everybody else, you know, are on a playoff team. And quite frankly, uh, you look at the list, are, you know, fairly up there in the standings. And I, I think about Dylan, Dylan Ruptash. In fact, he found the back of the net 19 times already this season, you know, for his team. And um, like you said, you know, how important he has been for that team, even though they're in 10th. You can't overlook how good of a season he's had as a as a. I'm 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 really excited to see how Dylan Reptash performs next season. Absolutely, he's putting the he's going to have you know over twenty goals this season. What's he going to do as a sophomore next year in the SJHL? And then yeah, Carson Cater, of course. Yeah, like you talked touched about. I'll just echo your points pretty much. He's a power play quarterback for the humble Broncos. Boy, he was. So impressive at the SJHL MJHL showcase uh, mm-hmm. uh, for that under eighteen team, and I, I mean that under eighteen team is pretty much on this on this uh, leaderboard. Yeah for, the mo- mean, yeah, for the most part, is pretty much on this le- uh, leaderboard. But yeah. Um, yeah, he he's superb. And um, now, with that being said, I'm, I'll say this similar to what we said last uh, last week for the defenseman. You can make an argument for a lot of these guys. Yeah, and. I think the one that I would really
1: want to make an argument for, uh, and I really battled on not getting him in my top three, was Alexi Silvestri from Flint Flon. Sure. Um, and again, I think... He's t- and he's tied with Dylan Raptash for points right For now. points, Going exactly. into this weekend. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I think his role, especially now with Jaden Mercier's situation, right. I think his role is only going to get more important for Flint Flon um, going forward and into the playoff stretch and everything. So I, I think of him as another guy that... By the end of the year, if this is going to be, you know, if the conversation is going to change at all, that he's going to push his way into that top three in some form or fashion. Uh, I just think he's he's a really solid player. He's got a lot of skill, mm-hmm. and I think he fits Flynn Flon's personality, uh, the, how they play the game, really, really well. And so I, I look for him to be that one guy who's going to maybe force his way into this conversation before it's, it's all said and done.
0: For sure. I again, there's so many good, there's so many good uh, rookies in the SJHL this year, which is. Obviously, it's great for the league and the league's future uh, of the league. So, uh, I think that the rookie of the year and the defenseman of the year, I think, are going to, when it comes to everybody, all the voters uh, of the year-end awards, it's going to be, they're going to be close. Mm -hmm. They're going to be very close votes. Um, Before we head to the video chat lines to be joined by the wonderful voice of the uh, Waver and Red Wings, Nick Nielsen, I alluded to it. The tease of the uh, SJHL MJHL showcase. We talked about it. Um, You know, all those U18 players were superb at the SJHL MJHL showcase. But during the showcase, uh, we had a wonderful intern Hmm. coming to us from SATE, April Zilke. The last name sounds familiar. It should. Sister of uh, Ethan Zilke. Yeah. Humble Broncos. Uh, She helped. The SJHL produced a recap video of the SJHL-MJHL showcase. And before we get to Nick, we are going to show that to you right now here on SJHL Insider. Uh uh-huh.
2: Side of the gate, the rebound, that they score!
0: Goal oh, centering, pass, score! Finishing it off in front was number nine, Ian Bell. So a big shout out to April for producing that video, Clark. I didn't. Sh- I didn't want to show you that video until we put it live on I know it that live was the first on there. time. That was so wonderful. So, what were your thoughts on it?
1: Two things really stood out to me mm-hmm. uh, when Riley Morgan scored his goal. And he was <laughs> behind him was Leighton Halloyan I think from Melvert and there's so much yeah. height difference there <laughs> that that was I just kind of giggled to myself and then right at the end that was such a cool moment Alexa mm-hmm. Babich and Keon Calder teammates last year yep. uh, on the Centennial Cup team for Estevan got to kind of reconnect and that was really cool uh, very good video overall she got all the goals on mm-hmm. camera
0: <laughs> wow she hey she had some help
1: she had some help I was going to say I was
0: say. there too I was there too
1: uh, shout out Matt Barrett as well friend of the show <laughs> yeah Matt Barrett was on <laughs> who was also in the vicinity yeah. Um, but yeah no. Like, really awesome video you got to see pretty much everything there uh, hits you got to see some mm-hmm. scrappiness You got mm-hmm. to see some goals
0: mm-hmm. uh, some saves. So that was great. Great job. My uh, I, I texted her yesterday when we uh, when she finished the video and sent it to me And I said the fi- my favorite part was actually the kids singing the national anthem. Yeah, very cool Because uh, it was really cool cuz uh, I think it was the first game of the very first day stands were packed lots of kids belting Oh Canada! Mm-hmm. It was very cool, and, and she got it on camera. Also, really
1: cool how she kind of morphed all of the national anthems into one portion of the video because you could see mm-hmm. she was. It was different games, but it was it all. Wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't because I saw Josh Cote in that for one, and Cam in. Oh, the in footage. Net. The sorry, footage. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. the song was all one yes. game, but the footage there throughout the yes. song was all the games mixed in. So I yeah. thought that was really neat. Well done. Yes. Well done.
0: Big, clap. Big shout out to April. And if you'd like to watch uh, the video again, it will be up on the SJHL YouTube channel. Uh, after SHL Insider, so there you go. There you go. Uh, actually, around uh, three o'clock, uh, Saskatchewan one time. But we don't want to keep our guest uh, Nick Nielsen waiting any longer, so we're gonna head to the video chat. There he is. It's uh, the player play voice of <laughs> the Waver and Red Wings, Nick Nielsen. Nick, how are we doing today?
2: I'm doing great as usual, Jeremy. How are things going your way?
0: You know what? We're having a good time here. We're having a good time. You know, we're surviving. It's a little chilly today compared to uh, you know the past couple of weeks, but it's a good. Hey. Playoff hockey is around the corner. Last month of the regular season, can't complain whatsoever. So let's get right into it. Yeah, you had a big game on Tuesday. The Weyburn Red Wings a seven five win over the Yorkton Terriers. Uh, what a roller coaster ride that game was, Nick. Tell me all about it.
2: Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they definitely gave me a bit of a scare by the end of that one here. Five nothing lead after the first, and you know it's a bit of a perfect storm for that one where the Red Wings coming in after first regulation loss in quite a while so they're looking amped up to get back in that one they're looking amped up to get revenge over yorkton for beating them a couple nights ago so you know we were pretty excited to play our first road game in seven games and we came out and played pretty dang well through that first period and yorkton happened to be a little bit sleepy i think to start things off and then through the second and third period yorkton woke up while wayburn slowly fell asleep a little bit so (laughs) yeah they uh they definitely scared me a little bit but at the end of the day they got the win and it's an important one here is uh we're getting down the stretch here towards playoff time
0: we sure are um uh, hey i gotta ask you about this this recent stretch for the wayburn red wings i mean uh eight one and two in the last 11 games 18 out of a possible 22 points it's a pretty incredible run when you think about it uh what have you seen from their play that's kind of made the difference between this run and maybe earlier on in the season
2: just consistency's been such a big thing, and I, it's right. it's throughout the entire lineup. Defensively, our guys are protecting the net a lot more. Uh, Daza Mitchell in net, he he's really come alive in this, this second half of the year since uh, 2023 started here. Offensively, now we've got a little bit more consistency with guys now, kind of figuring out who they like to play with in those lines. Because sure. you know the Red Wings have brought in a decent amount of guys this year, and um when you bring in guys that means there's going to be change in the lineup and so you're going to have to learn some of that chemistry again well now we've got a de facto top line here with morgan hasman and mason they've been playing together here for over a month and they've been lighting it up ever since our second line here when meekwan Tallman's healthy talman turn and kalen they've been playing together and they've been lights out ever since and now paul simon pollock's kind of stepped into that line a little bit uh since the talman injury so you're seeing a lot more consistency throughout the lineup for the Red Wings, and that's been the really big difference. Just guys are playing more what they're comfortable with. And it's
0: crazy to think about, but when the Wayburn Red Wings acquired Riley Morgan, it seemed like there was a massive shift in, in the team's play. Maybe just talk a little bit about what he's obviously brought to this Wayburn Red Wings club and the impact he's brought to the lineup.
2: So, nominations got, to, or the nomination form for. MVP and all the different league awards came out here and I'm not going to hide it I'm, I'm nominating Riley Morgan 100% because the difference that he's made on the team here has been absolutely insane I wrote it down earlier today since he showed up we have had about a goal per game increase so far a little bit higher than that wow. we're sitting at about 2.7 goals per game before the Christmas break and or before December sorry and then Riley Morgan shows up and plays that December 2nd game, and he's already got a couple points with Ty Mason in that first one. And since then, we've been operating at about 3.8 goals per game ever since Riley Morgan showed up. Um, he's re- Ty Mason, now that he's playing with Riley Morgan, he seemed like he's come awake and he's playing a lot more and been playing better. And Jacob Kalen now out of nowhere, he's not one of the top guys on our team, or not top line, I should say. But going down to that second line, I think, has been great for Jacob Kalen because he's been lighting it up ever since, and he's been scoring lots. Right. So the effect that Riley Morgan has had has been all over the lineup. He, you know, he's, he's a guy who's got such a unique talent when it comes to passing that puck through so many crowded areas. Like, he just finds passing lanes that don't exist. Like, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling to watch with him sometimes. And it, it, it's clear, like, the, uh, the effect that he's had on this lineup has just been insane.
0: Well, and even add somebody with so much speed like he does and, and you know, there's definitely some size in the Wayburn Red Wings lineup. Now it, it seems like it's a very versatile uh, forward group up front, whether you want to play a run and gun style or you want to kind of muck it up and play, a, you know, a 2-1 hockey game. It seems like the, the wings are now more versatile when it comes to playing really any style of hockey.
2: Every line's got somebody who can score. You know, Elijah Anderson, who he's really come alive since 2023 started as well. He's on our third line for most nights, third or second line, and he can score. Every line's got somebody who can pass the puck well. Every line's got somebody who can hit. So you look through the Red Wings lineup right now, and there's not a lot of weaknesses throughout, especially the forward group. Defensive group has been playing really, really well through 2023, too. I don't want to discredit them, but... Our forwards have stepped things up and have been scoring really, really well lately. And I think it's just because of the mix of styles on the ice now. You know, every every single time you put a line out for the Red Wings, you don't know what exactly you're going to get. You have a group who can score, you have, or you've got players on the ice who can score. you got players on the ice who can hit. you got players on the ice who can set up a pass. And because of that, it's made up for a versatile attack.
0: For sure. Eighth place right now going into the weekend. Four points back a seventh. Eight points back of six. And there's lots on the line now for the Weyburn Red Wings in the last, you know, 11 games of the regular season. And, of course, now you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves. You still have the Notre Dame Hounds behind you. Seven points back. A couple of big games this weekend. But safe to say there is a lot on the line the next 11 games for the Weyburn Red
2: Wings. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yes, things look favorable for us to be making the playoffs right now. There's four games left of the season, though, against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They're right behind us. So those are going to be some absolutely huge games starting off with the one that's coming up here on Friday. Um, and the Red Wings, you know, they, like, they've been a hot team as of late. Notre Dame hasn't had the same record through the last few games that Wayburns had. So, you know, you can look at that and go, well, maybe we can, you know, expect to get those wins. Well, you look at the season series so far, it's a little bit of a different story. We've beat mm-hmm. the wheels off Notre Dame once this year. They've beat the wheels off us once this year. So, Yes, the things look favorable for us to be making the playoffs right now, but we've still got some big games ahead of us to win. That said, the mood around the room is still we're trying to climb the spot. we're trying to climb the ladder. The Red Wings have not are, are not. F- completely focused on the guys behind them they're focused on what's ahead we still right. looking at our schedule we think we can catch Nippon. we think that there is a chance that we could even still catch esteban and how awesome would it be if that last game of the season was for the viterra division title i mean everybody wants to see that that would be fantastic so yeah the, the we're we're not getting too far ahead of ourselves we're still looking at a game by game but when we sit down and look at the schedules for a couple, the four teams around us here if us and Notre Dame and Estevan and Nipwin, those are the, those are the schedules that we're watching. And they're, with the way we're playing right now, we think there is the opportunity to maybe climb a couple spots here before the end of the season.
0: So you mentioned the vibe around the room when it comes to this hockey team but what about the vibe around the rink and the vibe around the community with this you know red hot wayburn red wings club you know i've been watching the games on hockey tv it seems like uh the the community of wayburn has taken notice of how well you guys have been playing down the stretch what's the vibe around the the community right now surrounding this team
2: i mean the vibe around the community is awesome um you know you take a look at our crowd sizes and mm-hmm. what's not reported on the sjhl website is Probably a little bit light even for what we're seeing in our rink because we've had a little bit of a ticket counting issue with some of our season tickets, but that's a story for another day. But <laughs> no, I think we're, we're probably seeing close to 700 people per game, which is way up from last year. We've um, had some people come up and tell me that this is one of the best Red Wings teams that we've seen put together since the December break. So we're, it's awesome. I mean, the guys go out in the community. Ty Mason, being a local boy, might as well have a crown on his head walking around town right now. He he absolutely runs this place. and It's awesome. I mean, the the community's awesome. The crowds are getting into the games more and more. Mm -hmm. And now that we're getting close to playoff hockey, that buzz is just getting even better. Like, I'm really excited to see what the crowd looks like here, if and when playoffs come. And I'm saying if just, cover my bases but I think it is going to happen who knows but um either way like I can't wait for that atmosphere to get here because it's just going to be a raucous crowd and I love firing that crowd up, too, so it's going to be fun.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, of course, uh, for people that aren't watching, but you should know by now, Nick does double duty, play-by-play and PA announcing, and every time I hear it, it's even more impressive. All right, final question for you, Nick. Big weekend, uh, Friday at home against the Notre Dame Hounds, Saturday at home against the the Yorkton Terriers again, and then uh, Family Day against Notre Dame. This is a... Pretty big weekend for the Wayburn Red Wings, uh, one way or another. It's it's very big, but maybe just tee up that matchup and what you expect from the Hounds on Friday.
2: Yeah, those th- those two games against the Notre Dame Hounds are the ones that are are, are really big. You know, mm-hmm. York didn't. It's our last game of the season against them. They they're struggling to make the struggling to keep in contention for the playoffs. They're not out of it yet, but we really got to focus on Notre Dame. You know, they've sure. got. Great goaltending in Ina uh, at the back end there. And they've got a couple guys who can really put the puck in the net. Carson Bayless has really come alive, I think, since showing up in Notre Dame this year. And he's a guy that we really got to watch out for. Jared Sitch, a great defenseman, is there, well there. So anytime he's on the ice, he's a, he's a threat from the back end. And he he shut things, shuts things down really, really well. Um, the Red Wings, I think they've got a little sour taste in their mouth from how that game went in Radville. Um, I I don't don't know if they felt like they were distracted going into that game or something, but the Red Wings know that they didn't play to the best of their ability that game, and now with how this streak has gone on since then, the Red Wings are going to be ready for a big battle with this one. You know, Notre Dame's going to come in. They're going to be a hungry team. They're going to be angry and trying to get into that playoff spot, and for this game, it's going to be just as big for them as it is for us. So... You know, it's, it's, it's a preview of what playoff hockey should probably look like. Two teams who are fighting for their collective lives to get uh, what they're looking for here. Notre Dame trying to get that final spot in the playoffs. Red Wings still trying to climb a few spots before the end of the season. And I think, you know, it's going to be an early preview of what that playoff hockey should look like. It's, it's going to be two teams that are only going to grow to hate each other probably the more this <laughs> end of the season goes on. We've got four games against them before yeah. the end of March here, so... It's, it's going to be some big games here, and this Friday is basically going to start the playoff
0: series. 100%. Well, Nick, uh, thank you so much, as always, for taking some time to join us. We really appreciate it. And have a great three calls this weekend as it's going to be a busy but exciting one for the Weyburn Red Wings. Thanks so much.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. That's the play-by-play voice of the Weyburn Red Wings, Nick Nielsen. Like we said, busy weekend for the Weyburn Red Wings. Of course, it's a long weekend, too. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Ooh, for the Weyburn Red Wings. Good news, they don't got to travel far. Two home games and then uh, Monday afternoon. Ah, uh, it's a 5 o'clock start. Monday at 5 against uh, the Notre Dame Early evening. Conference. That's the early evening. That's yeah. 5 o'clock's the evening. Remember we had this debate? Yes. Yeah. 5 o'clock's the evening.
1: I think it's evening. I would no, say it is. So. Yeah, it, 100% yeah. it's the yeah. evening. Yeah. Yeah. I think 4 o'clock is the cutoff for evening. We're not getting That's the into this debate, debate again. though. That's
0: the um, debate. But... I mean, we even, you and I have talked about, Nick kind of echoed some of the things we've talked about for the last couple of months when it comes to this Weber and Red Wings team, and I mean, we've talked about it, uh, Jamie and Rory have talked about it, um, just the impact Riley Morgan's obviously had with oh. the Weber and Red Wings, and just how that team's really turned it around since the acquisition of him, um, I mean, they weren't in a playoff spot when they acquired Riley Morgan, and now they're in a playoff spot, have some cushion, and they, they might climb the standings here a little bit and get a better uh, positioning come playoff time. Yeah, and I think when it comes to Morgan, I mean, we talked about
1: this on the trade deadline show that we did, um, just the... The amount of, of skill and dynamic ability that he has, uh, and I love the way Nick kind of phrased it, is that it allowed a guy like Jacob Kalen to maybe move down in the mm-hmm. lineup slightly, and it allowed other guys uh, to move down in the lineup. And I think what it did is just balanced it so nicely there. Uh, nicely is maybe a, a loose term or a light term, but like it just balanced it so well. And the team overall, like Nick said, the community is buzzing about how solid this team is. Right. And I think every night you see it. Somebody else steps up most nights, uh, and it just—it's uh, very apparent that the way Cody Mapes has built this team, top to bottom, is just they're clicking on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders. Well,
0: and to add to that point, with a guy like Jacob Kalen, for example, before you know, like you mentioned, he was playing in the top line, but now. Now dropping to that second line, right. you ne- not necessarily have to go up against you know the best defensive pairing or a, of another team or something like that. So it allows some good opportunities, and as a result, we've seen him produce for the last um, you know really since they acquired Riley Morgan. So, uh, but a big weekend for the Weyburn Red Wings and a big weekend for the Notre Dame Hounds. But before we get into that weekend preview, uh, you know what we got to talk about, Clark?
1: I absolutely. I have a feeling I know where this is going.
0: It's a certain side by side that you could potentially win. Yep. Yeah. Courtesy of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. It's the SJHL raffle. There it is. <laughs> Brief delay. But don't ch- there it is. There it is. The SJHL raffle. That was the sound of the
1: thing jumping onto the screen. That wasn't a rim shot for a joke. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Right. It was hop. Yeah. To ch- for sure. Uh, the SJHL raffle is underway. Uh, the tickets are on sale now one for 25, three for 60, 10 for 100. There are only 5,000 available, though so get your tickets now sjhl raffle.ca the tickets are available all the way until april 23rd and then we will be making the draw on thursday april 27th live on sjhl insider from the polaris dealership here in regina that's this program the sjhl yes, insider it is. yes yeah. it is clark it's yes it's good observation thank you uh you can get your tickets sjhlraffle.ca or to get any other uh information so uh there you go very excited all right and i'm seeing a lot of teams posting it around too they're sharing it up. well the, because the everyone's excited going. about winning a side-by-side
1: absolutely who wouldn't be yeah exactly who and wouldn't
0: want a side-by-side it's courtesy up, of the sj and it's not even it, it's not shown in this picture but there's going to be a custom wrap on it Yeah, it's going to be sjhl customized Guys. Yeah, there's gonna be an an SHL custom wrap on it. Yeah. When we'll we'll get a picture of that soon. Yeah. Don't worry. Exciting. Uh anyways, let's head to the weekend. Let's preview the weekend. And we'll start with Friday. Busy night Friday. Five games on the schedule. The Melford Mustangs will visit the Melville Millionaires. This kicks off a home and home between the two clubs. We talked about Waverne playing host to Notre Dame. That's a big one. Uh, the Estevan Bruins visit the Humboldt Broncos for two games this weekend. The same can be said for LaRange visiting Kindersley. They'll be at the West Central Event Center for two games. But boy, oh boy, Clark, I know I usually ask you what your game of the weekend is, but I think the game I can just say right now game of the weekend might be Battleford's at Flin Flon. Friday night, 7.30, Whitney Forum. And guess what? Oh, what? It's hockey night in the north. No way. Yes way. And that means, guess what? (laughs) Admissions free. Holy cow. The Whitney Forum is going to be bumping. Friday night, Bombers, Stars. I mean, we've seen the the games they played already this season. I've been very good. Talk about Mark. Anyways, let's move on to Saturday. That's going to be a great game we got five, five more games uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Gonna be, yep. Yorkton visiting Weyburn. And then, of course, we, we touched on a lot of repeat matchups. Balfour's against Flinflon again. Estevan against Humble. LaRange, Kindersley, Melville, Melfort. And then there's no games on Sunday. But on the holiday Monday, family day, mm-hmm. where you should be spending time with your family on Monday, uh, maybe take them to a hockey game. Sure. Kindersley visits Humble. 3 o'clock, puck drop. And Weyburn and Notre Dame in Wilcox. Five o'clock. I
1: didn't have that graphic in there.
0: My bad. Oh, that's okay. We can do it. In that's post. okay. It's Monday. I, yeah. You didn't. I didn't throw you off. It's okay. Um, we'll get by. So, what's your what's your one? Th- I'll I'll reword it. I won't say game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'll say what's the one thing you are keeping your eye out for this weekend.
1: So last weekend was Nippwin in general, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, we got to see what happens with Nipwin. Very interesting how that kind of played out. This weekend, it's. We just talked to Nick. It's Weber. Mm-hmm. Uh Like I said earlier well, earlier on in the show, callback to earlier on in this show, call back. Uh, I said that there's some nails potentially going in some coffins this weekend. Now, one thing that Nick pointed out, and I 100% did not realize this, is how many times Weyburn and Notre
0: Dame play yeah, before four, the end of the they season. They still got four more meetings. And that's why seven points isn't that much. Yeah. Because if Notre Dame won all four... They're one point up. It's right there. They're exactly, right there. So exactly. so
1: the one thing that I was going to say before I realized that was, you know, this is a huge, if Weyburn wins this game, they can really put a damper on Notre Dame's efforts to get back into it. Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame has three more shots at it Sure. after this one, it, depending on what happens. Well, so it, it is a very important four-point game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, I was fully unaware. Thank you, Nick, for alerting me.
0: Well, we had talked about it. Don't think this past week on Monday with on SHL weekly, but the previous week, yeah, um, we myself, Rory, and Jamie kind of agreed with those four games between Notre Dame and Wayburn. If Notre Dame wants to make the playoffs, they're probably ha- going to have to win at least three out of four three. of them in regulation.
1: Yeah. You can't give right. Wayburn any points.
0: Because if you win three out of four of them in regulation, you gain four points. Yeah. You gain four points on them in the standings. And one thing we haven't mentioned is Notre Dame does have a game in hand on Wayburn. Okay. So they get those, say they got those four points, then they're only three back. If they win that game in hand, you're only one point back. So it's a lot more realistic.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame's got some winning to do.
0: But uh, this it's, is, this it's, is it. It's,
1: it's crunch time. That's the, I know, like everyone's going to talk about battleford Flame fawn of course yeah that's, everyone's that's you know estevan humboldt stands out as well of course but i think that to me is the game that one it's just, it starts Friday. it off notre dame weyburn uh, the la- the best of four i guess I, going forward i think that one kicks it off for
0: me and i think that one to me is the game of the week sure the other thing too that stands out for me this weekend i know we've talked a lot about weyburn this week yeah deservedly uh, so right um but just a hype. Let's play the hypothetical game. Love that. Uh, Estevan's two games in in Humboldt this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nipwin doesn't play. Weyburn wins all three of their games this weekend. Uh, they are going to move ahead of Nipwin for seventh. Nipwin would have uh, a game in hand, but then they're only two points back of Estevan if Estevan, for some reason, lost both their games to Humboldt. It's very interesting. And yeah. that's why I said earlier when we were talking about the standings, after this weekend 6 7 8 might just become as interesting as 2 through 5.
1: Yeah. 100%.
0: So, time yeah. will tell. And then you look at 2 through 5. Humboldt, two games at home against Estevan. Yeah. Flinflon, Flon, two games at home against Battlefords. Laurent, two games on the road in Kindersley. And Melfort, home and home with Melville. So yeah, all four, that, all four of those teams play two
1: games. You could legitimately see a complete flip flop of that two through five as well. I mean, hypothetically, you could. Yeah, like if, if hypothetically,
0: you could see if
1: Battleford's displays some dominance this weekend, and if Estevan comes out because they they're, sure. they're fighting for their lives as well, uh, <laughs> like you could legitimately see
0: you could see Humboldt Flinflon go down two spots each. You know what I was going to say? Hypothetically. You could, see, you could see all four teams tied with the same amount of points. It's even not better. out of the realm of possibilities. Even better. <laughs> Man, it just, it's just everything Anyways. just seems
1: to add up. And if that's the case and that does happen, that just means Estevan has at least won one of the games, maybe two of the games against Humboldt. They're even closer to that top five again. Uh, and then it's just, uh, oh, my gosh. It just never ends. Well, it will end eventually, but it, <laughs> as of right now, it never ends. It never ends,
0: <laughs> except this, when it ends when, yeah, on when, March
1: twelfth. Yeah, right. Or but wherever. until then, March uh, the storylines just March continue 14th. to evolve. March fourteenth. It just every every week we get on the show, sure. it just continues to evolve. Whereas one storyline morphs into another one, and it changes another storyline. So it, it's everything is so interesting but, right now. So
0: here we'll we'll. Wrap up with a couple of just a couple of quick hitter points. Though. Love it. Um, Humboldt since the last time we had the show, mm-hmm. Humboldt and Flint Flon have clinched playoff spots, right? There are X's beside their names. So Battleford's Humboldt Flint Flon have clinched like shout out to Humboldt nine and one in their last 10. Yeah. They're, <laughs> oh, well, they're, pl- they're playing some great hockey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I mean, although all three of those teams are playing good hockey right all now. Battleford's them. and Flint Flon are seven and three in their last 10. Yeah. There's a reason. They're Humboldt up there. nine and one. Anyways. Um, So those three teams have punched tickets in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, Following this weekend, um, if my math is correct, and most times it is. You're usually pretty good, and I will uh, say. Numbers are usually my thing. Uh, LaRange and Melfort can both clinch playoff spots this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is a possibility. So we could see some more teams clinching playoff spots this weekend. Uh, You mentioned about potential nails in the coffin. Yeah. we could see some, maybe some teams actually being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Okay. Uh, this weekend, because it's a long weekend and the amount of games that are in action, mm-hmm. and maybe we see some gaps get closer or further apart. Yep. We, I feel like we talk about it each weekend, saying, "Oh, maybe this is the weekend that we kind of get a bit better idea. Maybe there's more separation. Maybe we kind of have, you know, the image becomes a bit more clear." I think what's going to happen this weekend is either the the image is going to get extremely clear or it's going to get even foggier. Yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other. There's yeah. no s- s- staying the same because we are, like we said, we're getting in crunch time. Some teams only have like 10 games left or under. Right. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty. And it's just like get out to the rinks like
1: get to the rinks get to see these guys because right. these games right now there's so many good ones and mm-hmm. and you know we, we talk a lot about the teams that are in playoff spots. The teams that are out currently, as of right now, mm-hmm. out of a spot, they are fighting right now for their lives. They're, they're putting up some great efforts. You saw it. Kindersley beat Nippo in the other night. Like They're, they're fighting. Every, they're still every one of these teams are, are, are putting up great efforts night in, night out. So uh, no game is not important at this moment in time. It's, it's really, truly a, a great time and uh, to be a SJHL hockey fan. Like We're getting spoiled.
0: Sure. And before we pump up... All the games this weekend. There is one more final point I want to get to. Yes. Um, this was breaking news yesterday. Oh, dang. Um, there is a new direct West commitment in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League that we should give a big congratulations to. And that's Josh Cote of the Battleford North Stars, who committed to playing for Augustana NCAA Division I uh, yesterday evening. Mm-hmm. Very Shout big congratulations. I mean, uh, Josh came, Josh came on the scene at the very beginning of this season and boy oh boy he took the SJHL by storm um, to say the least and he was superb he's been superb all season he's, he was superb at the uh, SJHL MJHL showcase um and a big congratulations to committing to Augustana NCAA Division One. I. I mean, you get a scholarship or a chance to play for a commitment to an NCAA Division One school. You know, that's not an easy feat. No. Um, so big congratulations to Josh. Very well earned. And he's had a superb season. And a big reason why Battleford is where they are in the standings. Yeah. The, the Augies,
1: I think they call themselves. The Augustana Augies, I think. It's what it looks like are on their Twitter. Uh, Vikings. I, it, it's com. Augie M Hockey, Augie Men's Hockey. So maybe they just their nickname is Augie. Augustana makes sense. Sure, they do have a Viking as their logo, so it could be very well Vikings. Um, but like shocker of the year that that Josh Cote after his performances. Yeah, um, it he, was. O-
0: it's the way he's performed. It was only a matter of
1: time. a matter of time, and I mean, only a matter. You of time. know, it's it's funny because you got to see at the showcase. Um, when you were watching on hockey TV, for example, uh, they were all MJ broadcasters, Manitoba broadcasters that were broadcasting those games. Correct. And to hear them raving about mm-hmm. how good Josh Cote looks, how solid he looks mm-hmm. in there. Wow, he looks poised. Wow, he looks confident. And that was all game long. You just, that's all they said about when he was in the net that game. Uh, and it was just very clear that, you know, this guy has played his way into a lot of eyeballs this season, and I think a lot of people took notice. Um, you know, hard to hard to argue that nope. they're the best team in the league for, like you said, for a reason.
0: And uh, he's a big part of that. Uh, Unreal, great job to Josh. A two point three one goals against average, a nine thirty seven save percentage, and a twenty seven two two and one record this season for Josh Cote. So Jeez. again, massive congratulations to Josh on his commitment to Augustana NCAA Division One. Uh, Before we go, we have to give a big shout out to our sponsors once again. Chevrolet Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, SaskTel, SGU, Direct West Tourism, Saskatchewan, SGI, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support because, again, without your support, these shows would not be possible. Be sure to stay up to date with the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League across all of our social medias. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's where you'll find all the highlights, our shows, and anything else here in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, so, to stay up to date, of course, shhl.ca has all the latest information in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. In total, this weekend, we have 12 games on tap five Friday, five Saturday, two Monday. If you can't make it out to your local rink, you can catch all the action on hockey TV subscription subscriptions only 29 99 a month. And boy, oh boy, that'd be a great time to get the subscription the last month of the regular season. And then into the playoffs, because this last month's going to be pretty exciting for when it comes to the SJHL and the, and the race for the playoffs. And, uh, then the playoffs itself. So uh, be sure if you can't make it out to your local rink, you can watch the games on hockey TV, but 12 games on the schedule this weekend Uh, for Clark Monroe. My name is Jeremy Corgan, and this has been another episode of SJHL Insider. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone.